0: Hi. <laughs> how are you? Okay. How are you?
1: I've had so much coffee.
0: I can't tell. It's either coffee or cocaine. <laughs>
1: uh, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> but I got all the creamers now. Yeah, like your whole door of your refrigerator is creamers. <laughs> yeah, there's four There's four creamers in there. They're all different. And there's two of the, um, the syrup stuff, the white chocolate, and I got caramel too.
0: Oh, caramel's disgusting. And so is cinnamon, which I know a lot of your creamers are cinnamon.
1: <laughs> but cinnamon is so
0: good. Fair enough.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: You ready? Okay. Yes. Hey guys, I'm Kelly, and I'm Ashley. Have the coffee. And welcome to a day with murder. All right, you guys. So our case today is from March fourteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Naomi Rowland was born on November 25, 1960 in New York. That's my dad's birthday, except he was born in 55. On March 14, 1977, when Naomi was 16 years old, she was driving her mother's 1970 Chevy Impala across town where she lived at the time in Hudson, North Carolina, to visit her father in the hospital. Along the way, she began having car trouble and pulled over on the side of the road. At the same time, 17-year-old Edward Dean Horsley and 18-year-old Brian Keith Baldwin were escaping from a youth detention center nearby. Baldwin was in there for car theft, and Horsley was in there for armed robbery. After their escape, they stumbled upon Naomi. They took control of her and her car. They placed Naomi in the trunk of her own
1: car, and they drove to Charlotte, North Carolina. That is one of my biggest fears.
0: It's absolutely horrifying.
1: But there's no space for me in my trunk, so I'm okay. But, like, to be kidnapped in your own like my car is like my safe space
0: yeah it's like somebody breaking into your house that's your yeah. space and she was
1: only 16
0: years like she's it's my kid. area like
1: you're you're just not allowed to be here
0: yes she is a child the poor girl and, and it really hits me hard because this is so dumb I mean it's not dumb but it's so like way to make it about me but like because I'm looking at new cars lately and I'm thinking the next car I get is the one that Riley's going to drive like i'll end up passing it down when she's 16 and i just imagine it's just
1: i feel so feel for her family i cannot even (sighs) and i saw in a couple of places where they try to put it like they were hitchhiking and and Mm -hmm. she picked them up and i was like no yeah
0: i don't think there's no freaking way that must have been the story that
1: they told right Mm -hmm. and because i mean even the way i was at 16 i would not have picked up like two random dudes Mm -hmm. by myself
0: and let's say even if she did they it doesn't matter. This should
1: I mean have no judgment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No it judgment. shouldn't have
0: happened to her. But I don't think that she stopped
1: and left them in her car. I think they they kidnapped her. Correct. Once there they attempted to rape and choke her to death. They were unable to choke her, so they stabbed her. Ugh. They removed all of her clothing except for her shoes and socks and placed her back into the trunk of her car they continued driving through south carolina to atlanta georgia in georgia they spent the night the next day they continued their trip to camden alabama so they've gone from north carolina to alabama and she's in the trunk of the car this she's still alive at this point
0: yeah this poor girl i just Um, oh my gosh yeah And, you know, at this point, her parents know that she is missing and are just frantic.
1: Right. Ugh. Yeah. At one point, they stole a pickup truck which had a hatchet inside. Horsley drove Naomi's car and Baldwin drove the stolen truck to an isolated spot in Monroe County, Alabama. Here is where they finally took Naomi out of the trunk of the car coarsely attempted to run naomi over with the car but was unsuccessful because he missed her so where did you see that because i couldn't because i was like how do you unsuccessfully run somebody over
0: apparently they were in the woods and she was able to kind of move out of the way oh okay yeah um i saw that in one of the appeals
1: the documents from one of the appeals so since he was not able to do that he took the hatchet out of the truck that they stole and killed her they left her there with her car and they took off in the stolen truck
0: i'm gonna try not to cry when i say this but when you think about the fact that she was already stabbed and raped and choked and driven for hours in the trunk of that car and then they Uh got her out Uh of the trunk of the car and he tried to run over her Uh and she moved like she was still fighting so hard
1: yeah oh oh my gosh (sighs) and also like she's 16 and they're 17 and 18 like it's still a group of kids like oh my gosh this odd, like these are high schoolers right like what is happening Ugh, i just Bruh. it's
0: awful all right sorry hold on let me wipe my eyes all right get sorry. It together <laughs> i hate to cry i hate when i cry on the podcast all right
1: <laughs> sorry it's my goal to make you cry every time okay
0: oh you succeed quite often yes. all right <laughs> So eventually, Horsley and Baldwin ended up in a high-speed chase in the truck with the police. And there's really no detail as to how this happened. Right, or why, or anything. I assume that they ran, the the truck was reported stolen, and they saw the plates. But that's not really detailed, so it's kind of an assumption. When they were caught, the license plate from Naomi's car was found in the truck. The two were both arrested and transported to Wilcox County Jail. Horsley confessed to Naomi's murder. Baldwin did not. Horsley's confession gave a detailed account of what happened and the information provided matched the evidence at the scene. Also, according to Horsley, Baldwin is the one who actually murdered Naomi. So Baldwin, who is the one who did not confess, eventually did sign a confession stating that he murdered her, but he said it was done so under duress. Baldwin claimed he was never given his Miranda rights. Baldwin said that on March 16th, the day after they were arrested, he was, quote, handcuffed with someone standing behind him, pulling his hair to make him sign the statement. Baldwin said that chef... What? Chef. Chef. (laughs) 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 Story suddenly changes. (laughs) Do you ever picture them in your mind? And like in my mind, he was sitting in one of those interrogation rooms (laughs) in the like in like a... uh, a police station, and then all of a sudden the sheriff walks in. But as I said, chef, he turns into this big guy with a white hat <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. and the apron. Bone was like, What the? What? <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, oh, oh. So am I in trouble or no? Les poissons, les He's the chef from Little
1: Mermaid, in case you didn't tell. <laughs> I know. We just watched Little Mermaid the other day ryan put it on to keep me quiet for a couple hours
0: <laughs> i hope it worked i'm so excited for the new one <laughs> Whew, anyways okay. okay i needed that baldwin said that sheriff moody Manus and two of his deputies threatened and beat him quote they told me i didn't tell them where the car was they was going to hay me shoot me beat me up then they took handcuffs and handcuffed me to a car and took an electric stick the thing you stick cows with and poked me with that Baldwin said that one of the jailers saw all of this happen, but that person testified during trial that he never saw any mistreatment. And um, I think you mentioned this later, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. Naomi was white
1: and Baldwin and Horsley were both black. Right, that's, I put that down at the bottom. Yeah, but I just wanted Um, to go ahead and say it. After trials, both were found guilty and sentenced to death. They were sent to Holman Correctional Facility. Holman
0: Correctional Facility? Oh, this is random. Do you have, did I give you my copy or did I let you borrow my copy of Just Mercy and um, The Sun Does Shine? Yes. Okay, because I have a lot of, it, it relates back. Go ahead, sorry.
1: Okay. All right, so he, but right before Horsley was executed, he made a confession that Baldwin had no knowledge of the murder. So, Did he or did he not? Can you rephrase your question? Did who
0: your pronoun is confusing? Who are you referring to? (laughs) Not what? Uh, I don't know what you're asking me.
1: The highlighted part with you. Did he? I'm confused.
0: Well, because he made the confession that Baldwin had no knowledge of the murder, but it wasn't right before he was executed. It was back in 1985 and he wasn't executed until
1: 1996. (gasps) Oh, okay. Um, So back in 1985, Horsley had... um, made a confession that Baldwin had no knowledge of the murder um, but none of that was revealed until after Horsley was executed. Um, In that confession Horsley said that he himself took Naomi out to the isolated spot and murdered her and that Baldwin had nothing to do with that. Horsley was executed in 1996 and Baldwin was executed on June 18th 1999 22 years after Naomi's murder. So yeah there's a whole I'm really confused about a lot because I don't I don't know what it, either way he I don't he didn't get a, a fair trial.
0: Well, of course not. I mean, like we've said at that, especially at that time, you know, in the 70s and 80s, <clears throat> he was a black guy who was accused of murdering a white yeah. guy. So it, it just wasn't going to be fair. Right. You know, obviously, hoarsely confessed he did it. Well, let's go through the. Let's go through it. So, Okay. Uh, first, the quote confession that Baldwin gave did not provide an accurate de- description of the murder, nor did it accurately name the murder weapon.
1: And Baldwin's trial only lasted two days, which included selecting the jury, the entire trial, the deliberation, and the sentencing. Two days.
0: Two days. So they kind of had already figured out what they were going to say. So also Baldwin's attorney, who was court appointed, failed to undertake an independent pretrial investigation. He also failed to prepare his client to testify. He didn't introduce any kind of exculpatory forensic evidence. And he also didn't object to the improper actions of the prosecution, which will be outlined below.
1: Yeah, so Baldwin was in the courtroom in handcuffs throughout the jury selection. So when they do that, they're not supposed to look guilty. If you're in handcuffs, you look guilty.
0: Well, exactly, because the presumption is supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. And
1: it's not at all. No, no. Ever.
0: Hardly ever, yeah. Also throughout the trial, the prosecutor repeatedly suggested that Baldwin had committed sexual assault, but he was never charged with that crime.
1: So how can they bring that up?
0: because well let's get into that later when we get into the officials who were involved in this case
1: okay forensic evidence suggested baldwin was innocent of the murder but that was never introduced at trial so the blows that killed naomi were delivered by a left-handed person baldwin was right-handed but horsley was left-handed and horsley had blood stains on his clothes and shoes and baldwin did not have any blood stains on him or his clothing
0: which even for the 70s when they didn't have any kind of forensic that's pretty compelling right yeah Um, Baldwin's attorney only met with him once for 20 minutes before the trial and then also an Alabama court later found that the prosecutor and the judge in Baldwin's trial had over a long period of time practiced quote deliberate racial discrimination so the prosecutor at the time his name was Theodore Pearson and he was also the same prosecutor who was it who worked in the Walter McMillan case have you read the just mercy book yet by Bryan Mm -mm. Stevenson So that case is kind of the first one that Brian Stevenson did that led him to found the Equal Justice Initiative in Alabama. And he was the prosecutor in that case. And also in that case, the judge in Baldwin's trial, (laughs) you can't, you just can't make this shit up. The judge in Baldwin's trial and the the judge in Walter McMillan's trial, both black men, his name is Robert E. Lee Key. Oh, Robert E. Lee as a judge. (laughs) judging men of color like no that's just no anyways
1: so man
0: he was the same judge for the walter mcmillan trial now like we we couldn't find a ton of information for the prosecutor and the judge as it relates to this trial but there was a lot of information in brian stevenson's book about the walter mcmillan trial and like i said uh, walter mcmillan was also a black man who was accused of killing a white woman before the trial judge robert e lee key say it again had Walter McMillan held held before the trial on death row just held him on death row before the trial even started you can't do that Uh, apparently you can he also moved the trial to a majority white community that was a county away and the the crime was committed in a community that was 40 percent black whereas the other where he moved the trial to was majority way more majority white and he also also at the time Walter McMillan was sentenced to life in prison and the judge was like, thank you guys for coming. I'm going to kill him instead. So he suggested the death penalty. I mean, he overruled him and was like, no, we're going to kill him anyway. Which, by the way, I looked it up. You cannot do that anymore in Alabama. The jury
1: recommendation stands. Is is that because of this or...
0: I think it's because it was used. It seemed to be... They seemed to discover that it was used primarily in a racist manner. Okay. But not specifically because of this case or that case. It was just seemed to be applied not very well. They were also held in the Holman Correctional Facility, which was the same place that Walter McMillan was held and the same place that Anthony Anthony Ray Hinton was held. And both of them were uh, black men who were later exonerated for their crimes. So... Imagine that. I also wanted to say that... Um, Mandy Manus, who was the sheriff that Baldwin said was abused him into giving a confession oh not Mandy I'm sorry I said Mandy Manus, I meant Moody Maness he moved in 1982 he worked in law enforcement for only 19 years and he was only sheriff for one year he uh, eventually worked at Georgia Pacific in security and he has since passed away but yeah so he wasn't working in law enforcement anymore after 1982 so that seems weird and he was also sheriff for one year just one just one year that's weird Mm -hmm. and then finally also an all-white jury convicted baldwin even though 46 percent of the residents were black yeah which again that's the same thing that happened in the walter mcmillan case and i'm pretty sure i can't remember i'm pretty sure that's what happened in the anthony ray hinton case too
1: it can't be a jury of your peers if none of your peers are there
0: yeah, like, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I, I hope it's not really a thing anymore. But, you know, in the 70s, especially in Alabama, it just things weren't right. That doesn't make this okay. But I'm just saying hopefully, hopefully, you know, this is almost 50 years ago now. Hopefully, God, hopefully things have gotten better. So, actually, in the letter, Horsley said that Baldwin had no knowledge of the murder. Like, he didn't even know what had happened. That can't be true.
1: Right. I don't believe that.
0: Yeah, there's no way that's true. Because... What does he assume happened when Naomi?
1: Right. Unless I was about he saying, although she actually, ran away or, or
0: they left the car.
1: Yeah, but that was after supposedly he murdered her.
0: No, but I'm saying is that he knew they didn't have the car. Like maybe he said, well, I just left her in the car and took the keys or something. She like could have just still
1: been like in the trunk of it.
0: Yeah, but I don't I don't think that I sure. think that he knew that she that he had killed her
1: with the blows where it's left handed versus a right handed person like you can't uh, like that's you can't make that up. Like, you know Well, what I mean? and him
0: not having any blood, whereas Horsley did. Right. And and so one of the things, so so before Baldwin was executed, there were a bunch of people petitioning to prevent Baldwin's execution, inclu- including people like critiquing. And one of the things they asked for was for the DNA on the clothes and stuff to be tested. And apparently it had all been destroyed. What? Yeah. It had, and, you know, is that true? Is that something that people are saying? I don't know sure
1: but still
0: yeah I don't that's one of those things that you know like the, the West Memphis three Damien Eccles and Jesse Miss Kelly and um, Jason Baldwin they're all trying to get new stuff tested for DNA and the West Memphis West Memphis Police Department is really fighting them on it and that's ridiculous because like they're saying it's destroyed yeah
1: why wouldn't you do that? Like I
0: Because a stepfather this is,
1: by the way, but okay.
0: Oh, we we think it was a stepfather. He's really fond of suing people. <laughs> we had to guess, we say it's a stepfather. I have nothing. Do not sue me.
1: Oh no, Natalie Maines. Um so yeah, and then I feel like just the whole thing, like I don't understand why they can't just do why can't they just do it right? Well because like, I don't get it.
0: Because it's just like the, like we've said before, some people are out there doing it exactly right. Some officers, some prosecutors, some judges, they are out there doing exactly the right thing. Hopefully most officers and judges and prosecutors are out there doing the most right thing. Right. But Robert E. Lee Key, yeah. he's not interested in doing the right thing when it comes to people of color. You know, yeah. he doesn't care about that. And one thing I also want to mention, and I'm going to mention the West Memphis Three again, I saw... A lot of places came up that they were like, well, the same judge was healing, hearing this, the appeals and that's normally not done. Yeah, it, it, it's done all the time and it shouldn't be allowed because it hap- that's what happened with the West Memphis Three. Like that judge ran for a political office, Wait, I think. Say that one more time. When trials, when people are convicted, if you do an appeal, the way it should be done is the appeal should be heard by a different judge. okay. Because if you think about it, if it is a shady judge, first of all, if it's a shady judge, their interest is going to be keeping their ruling so they don't look bad. And then even if it's not a shady judge, they've already sort of heard the case and formed their own opinion. Right. So appeals should always be heard by a different judge. So they say, I saw a lot, it popped up a lot when we were doing the research that the judge that heard the case, Robert E. Lee Lee Key Jr., I think it was Jr., actually. It doesn't matter. Um, the same was the same judge who heard the case and who heard the appeals. And they were like, well, that's normally not done, but it is done. That's what happened with the West Memphis three. Like, I feel like I remember in the West Memphis three case, the judge was running for a political office and the people who are supporting, you know, Damien Ockles, Jesse Miss Kelly and Jesse Jason Baldwin were actually campaigning for him to get elected so they could get a different judge to hear the case.
1: Oh, so he wouldn't have been in that position anymore. Exactly wow that's like that's extensive stuff you have to go through it's shady just to get a fair trial
0: yeah it's absolutely shady so I do uh I don't necessarily believe he should have been sentenced to death I think that's too much however he was there he whether he actually sexually assaulted Naomi or not whether he helped choke her or not, whether he locked her in the trunk or not. He knew she was back there while he was driving across all those states with her. So he absolutely, I I feel like he should have been in there for a very, 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 very long time. Yes. I don't, I never agree with the death penalty, but especially in this case when the the evidence seems so shaky on the actual murder.
1: And I just, yeah. Like when you don't have like the evidence uh, Anything to be like, okay, well, he definitely one hundred percent did this. Then you can't put somebody to death for that. That's why I think the death penalty shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, it just shouldn't be a thing.
0: But yeah, so you know, either way, poor young Naomi is gone, and that's why I was talking earlier about like her birthday because, and she's only five years younger than my dad would have been, and it's just like it's weird to think about. She could have grandkids, and yeah, uh, I hate that. It just it it's heartbreaking.
1: And so, even, like I said in the beginning, they were all just teenagers. Just
0: a bunch of kids. And they're, you know, every single one of them are, are gone now.
1: All three lives were ruined. All three.
0: They're gone. I mean, they're, they're, none of them are with us anymore.
1: Nope. That is insane.
0: So, Naomi's family, if anybody ever happens to hear this, our thoughts are with you and we hope that you guys are doing okay.
1: Well, there's that. Can I get a happy ending, though? Yes.
0: All right. So, March 14th. We have a bunch of birthdays today. So in 1879, the OG, Albert Einstein, was born. (laughs) Yes. OG. Yes. Okay. And just a little interesting tidbit. You know how people are always like, well, Albert Einstein did really badly in school and, and he was a genius. Have you ever heard that? Yes. That's not true. I'm sure. He did excellently in school. It's just that the German GPA system is the opposite of the American one. So the lower GPA is actually better.
1: I did not know that.
0: So, yeah. I looked it up one day. Because I started to say it to Riley. I was like, um, let's not give her fake news. Let's look it up before we say it to her. <laughs> let's not give her fake news. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Okay. And then in 1933, Quincy Jones was born. Who?
1: You broke up. I couldn't hear.
0: Oh, okay. I was fixing to flip my lid at you. All right. In the 1933, Quincy Jones was born.
1: I still don't know who that is. You know I don't know people. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you do that twice.
0: Do you know... <laughs> Why do you not i just why he's one of the most famous music producers ever he produced music for michael freaking jackson among many other okay we can't do this you just have to do
1: some research on your own okay
0: in okay. 1980 he's also rashida jo- rashida
1: jones's dad oh i love her
0: oh good her you know
1: <sighs> yeah her i know <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: just kidding i love rashida jones too but that's not the point i love her she's beautiful she's pj's biggest girl crush okay, um sorry. anyways um, sorry peach um okay so then in 1980 i don't you're not gonna know who this is i don't think mercedes mcnab was born and i know her because she played harmony in buffy
1: oh god Buffy! there's so many buffy references i feel like you like search them out yeah oh okay that's fair <laughs> Is
0: there a question in there? Or? Oh, no, nope,
1: sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> Anyways, and then in 1983, Taylor Hansen was born from the Hansen Brothers. Oh, yay.
1: 1983? <laughs> yes. I didn't think they were that much older than we were.
0: Well, he was the middle one. The youngest one, I think, was our age.
1: Oh, okay. How old was the oldest one then?
0: He was like 83. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think. Why do I know this? Oh,
1: my gosh. Okay. Okay. We know when all the Hansen Brothers were born. Got it. Okay.
0: Actually, that's not true because Taylor Hansen was born in 83. So I think Isaac was born in 81. And Zach was maybe 85.
1: Oh, ew. God.
0: What do you mean, oh. ew? I've seen you look at guys that are 65 years old and been like, mm, he's
1: hot. <laughs> <laughs> that is not accurate. Isn't it? Not 65. Go ahead. Continue. Anyways.
0: And then in 1997, Simone Biles was born. Oh, happy birthday. I love her. I think she's so, I, I think she's amazing. Okay. Our events today for March 14th in nineteen fifty. The FBI's Most Wanted Fugitive Program began. So the 10 Most Wanted thing, that's when it started. I never
1: thought about that. I didn't like either. It's just always
0: been a thing. So I didn't either. So I, like, I was like, oh my gosh, who was the criminal that really like made them happy? Set it, it off. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was, not a reporter was writing a story. So they, and a reporter was like, hey, who are the fugitives that you're trying to catch the most right now? And they're like, uh, these guys, I guess. So he printed a story, and then they were like, got a lot of tips. So that's why it started. It was a really disappointing story. <laughs> Because I was like, the 50s, who could it have been that's in the a, 50s?
1: Uh, yeah, that, I was going to say, that's very, that was very disappointing. Were they trying to catch that the commies? What was down. going on? Right.
0: <laughs> I had this whole thing going on in my head and there was like, no, it was a reporter.
1: All right, oh. that's fair. Uh-huh. Lame, but okay.
0: Anyways, and then in 1964, Jack Ruby was sentenced to death for Oswald's murder. Okay. He ended up dying at Parkland Hospital of a pulmonary embolism on January 3rd 1967 in the same place that oswald and jfk died
1: mm-hmm. isn't that weird it's so weird that is weird Anyways. But when you think about it they're all in the same area so i guess it's really not that weird
0: yeah but it's a big area <laughs> <laughs> not like they're in nowheresville arkansas no offense arkansas i'm sure you're great but size doesn't matter kelly except with west memphis police department you can go suck a d-. um okay and then In 1997, and the only reason I left this one in is because sometimes I hear events and my mind just goes in a weird place. Okay, so then in 1997, Bill Clinton tripped and injured his knee requiring surgery. He tripped walking down steps at a pro golfer's house. So then in my brain, of course, I started thinking about all the news articles that would be written if you were president. (laughs) (laughs) President Ashley ran into a
1: wall again today report every time i trip over something or fall over something stop it president ashley fell into a laundry
0: hamper and was unable to escape
1: <laughs> the fire department had to be called to bring a ladder down to her in the, her little laundry hamper <laughs> oh man but to be honest that's got to be super embarrassing like
0: doesn't it especially when it's for such a stupid when reason
1: you're that well known you know what i mean uh-huh man that's kind of like oh I couldn't do it I really couldn't yeah I could never be that famous and have like paparazzi there's no freaking way
0: no especially like imagine it would be okay if you were doing something cool but walking down the stairs
1: yeah no it was like oh,
0: oh dude can we pretend we were doing something really awesome <laughs> and the golfers <laughs> was like already taking pictures and does it text his friends
1: can we be like snowboarding or something <laughs> like you know running after bears and something <laughs> chasing snakes I don't know <laughs> oh geez. Jason <laughs> So those are our events for today. Who caught your eye this week? So Constance Wu. Do you know her? Yeah. Oh, she's so freaking pretty. I um watched um Fresh Off the Boat has been like my show uh-huh. for like bedtime lately. And I am just so obsessed with how freaking cute and adorable she is.
0: yeah she's really pretty.
1: She really is. And she's such a great actress. And she's such a good character on that show. I hate her. Do you
0: know, you know where she's from? Where? Richmond. No. Yeah, she graduated from high school in Henrico. That's why I know who she is. That was one of my weird, random, I can't sleep, I no so I'm going to Google something weird. I was like, where? Who are people from Henrico County? Who are people from Hanover County? That's where we grew up, guys, in that area.
1: <gasps> she was born in Rich- Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. Uh-huh. What? She went to Freeman High School. That's insane. We could have known her. <gasps> right. But oh. we didn't. So moving on. <laughs> but anyway, there. She's who caught my eye. She's the best. Okay, continue. Who caught your eye? Jon Stewart oh i crap i never watched it how did you, didn't you send not me, but you didn't send me a link so i never went back to look at it
0: so i don't know if any of you guys have watched john stewart talk to the oklahoma state senator nathaniel i think his last name is pronounced dom but it is fantastic and john stewart should be proud of himself because he just he didn't deal with any of his crap and i was very impressed and i love him
1: all right so we're john stewart fans yes
0: March 14th 1977. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at a date with murder and
1: on Facebook at a date with pod.
0: Bye. Okay. Love you. Miss you. Bye. You painted your nails. I did. Yeah.
1: Oh it's sparkly.
0: It's sparkly and it's got like a like a pearlescent sheen to it.
1: Yeah. 1010 recommend. I like that. Thanks.
0: It's really it's one of the ones that really flakes off easily though which is a big bummer. That's okay. Is it? Like, I need to anyway. paint mine. I only painted mine because Riley wanted me to paint hers and then I felt left out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I get it. Anyways. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Love you, miss you, bye. Love you, miss you, bye. Amen. <gasps> Amen. All right. Oh, okay. Goodbye. Bye. I was waiting Are we done here? Else. Yeah, we're done. Move I don't on. want to be friends with you anymore, Kay. Yes, you do. Let me miss you. Hugs and kisses. Goodbye. High fives and handshakes. Bye. Hugs and kisses. Waves and finger guns. Bye. Pew, pew. Bye. Bye. I know. I'm like out of breath. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I like downed it. I took like a shot of it. Okay. A shot of it. It burned so
0: good. And I really want to really screen really record you right now because you look ridiculous.
1: <laughs> Just doing the.
0: <laughs> God, she's trying to pull like a little short hair, and like has her eyes peeked up to look at it. It's ridiculous
1: looking. (laughs) Stop! You don't do that Stop. Okay, that's where I'm because God forbid we have an actual like phone call. Ew! Ew!
0: (laughs) It's disgusting. Don't ever say that to me again. We both said ew.